0: Time now for another footy feed burning question. It is the week of Anzac Day. Forget the Essendon and Collingwood debate. It's time to look at who is the better player. The age-old question, James Hurd or Nathan Buckley. 12 All-Australians between them. 11 club best and fairests. Both are Brownlow medalists and both are Norm Smith medalists. Cal Toomey is supporting the case of James Hurd. Riley Beveridge in the Nathan Buckley corner. Cal, kick us off. Why is Hurdy the better player over Bucks?
1: Look, Mitch, it's a a tight call, but Hurd gets the the nod from me because he was the ultimate prototype for that half-forward midfielder. He was versatile before versatility was a thing in footy. 253 games, 343 goals. He changed how that position was played and, and how it is played now. Few have been able to have that impact like he did. He wasn't just the midfielder. Of course, he could do that. He basically floated around and had... Uh, just first call him wherever he wanted to play. He was his own coach out there, but he was a creator and in his peak, peaking a brilliant goal scorer too. He kicked 39 goals in his Brownlow medal year, 47 the year before that, plus 36 goals in the 2000 campaign, which he obviously captained Essendon to the flag that year. He's impacted more games than Buckley because of that versatility and his ability to move across the ground. Buckley, great midfielder, but I think, Herd's ability to play in a couple of different roles and be a huge impact across the ground pushes him a slightly uh, above Bucks. He's a better mark. We obviously know the gracefulness with which he would jump across a pack and, and use those limbs. He's 190 centimetres. He was a real prototype. So he's a one of a kind,
0: James Hurd. All right, Raleigh, it's not a bad case. Tell me why the 2003 Brownlow medalist is better than the 96 Brownlow medalist.
2: Yeah, look, in terms of... Buckley's durability, his consistency, his work ethic, his class over 15 years, that ability to play so much footy in that time is why I think he's a better player. You mentioned there, won the Brownlow medal in 2003, but he finished second in 98 behind Robert Harvey. He then finished fourth and fifth in 99 and 2000 before eventually winning it in 2003. Um, Just so reliable over so long. Seven All-Australian Guernseys, as you mentioned off the top, six best and fairest, nine years voted in as the club captain, had such an impact in his debut season in 1993, won the Rising Star Award that year. 14 consecutive seasons, averaging more than 20 disposals per game. And yes... Cal can say that Herd drifted forward and played dual roles and he managed to kick just a touch over one goals per game. Buckley kicked 284 goals from 280 games, playing purely as a midfielder. So to average what he did disposal-wise and get those midfield numbers over 14 or 15 years, but then to have nine seasons out of his 15 where he managed to kick more than 20 goals a game, more than a goal per game across the entirety of the season, is incredible for pure out-and-out midfielder. And I think that's why Buckley's got a stronger case.
0: Mm, it's not a bad case, Carl.
1: What have you got to rebut that with? Oh, he's talking about Brownlow numbers. Yeah, the Herdy's durability might not have been as good as Buckley, but uh, if you want to talk about Brownlow's, well, it was Buckley's uh, Brownlow year where he what he polled twenty two votes in uh, two thousand and three alongside Rashudo and Goods. Herd polled eighteen and missed four games. He would have probably won it. Uh, so he, he would have had a second one up his bag there if he actually played a couple more games in that season. Look, the thing that tips me as well with Hurd is that it's not just the numbers. It's not just the numbers games with James. So it's the intangibles, I think. The record in the big games. We all know about the three Anzac Day medals uh, in the biggest home and away season game annually. A Norm Smith medal that you've mentioned, Mitch. Jim Stein's medal in the international rules when it was actually at its peak and the best players were all playing every year. Countless moments where he stepped up where his team needed and We all remember... The 2004 goal and then hug against West Coast. Um, he was that leader that you never had that sense that he was a self centered leader. That was a criticism that had been labeled at Buckley throughout his playing journey as something he had to defend himself against at many stages. Oh. I don't think that was ever targeted towards Herd throughout his captaincy. Um, you don't hear a teammate of Herd's ever speak ill of that sort of um, leadership approach. And then there was the courage. I mean, it was extreme, probably to levels that were dangerous at different stages. I remember, obviously, where he had his face caved in by the, the Mark McVeigh knee. And eight weeks later, he's throwing himself back into packs and you know, doing it with a, a mask of sorts, wearing above his forehead. But he came back just as um, thrilling and, and courageous and brave player. So it's those intangibles that, yeah, you can't mark him down on the stat sheet. Buckley might have him covered in that respect. But I think Heard, for that respect, uh, you
0: know, is, is a different player, but a better one. Well, Raleigh, he's taken an aim at your man. It feels like emotion is getting into it here. This is coming from a man that had heard posters on his wall as a kid. What that's have you got to true. say about that? That's not true. It was Lloydy.
2: <laughs> no, I'm fine. Cal can, uh, can do that with the intangibles. I'll, I'll go to what we've actually seen and what can actually be displayed. And that's What this. we've
1: seen? What We haven't seen the Norm Smiths or the, the Jim Steins or the, the Anzac medals? We haven't seen those things?
2: No, no, it's fine. And, and as you said, he's a great big game player. I'm just looking through the 2001 grand final stats now, going down the stat sheet, still going down, down. Oh, four kicks. That's right. There we go. And then 2002, the next year, Buckley won the Norm Smith, obviously in a losing side. One of only four players to do that. So, if you're talking about big game players, I don't think there's any better than than Buckley, and his record stands up to that. Not just in senior footy as well. I mean, junior footy, when he before it even entered the AFL system, he won. Uh, the best on ground in the sample grand final, playing for Port Adelaide, won the Marjorie Medal that year as well. So, which is obviously the sample's Brownlow Medal equivalent. I think Buckley, over that time, the ability that he was able to do, I think he dragged inarguably poorer Collingwood sides to grand finals. That, those two thousand and two, two thousand and three sides. I was looking at it this morning. Obviously, they got stopped by a, a pretty a Brisbane side that achieved relatively unprecedented things across those years. But I think that those Collingwood sides of oh two oh three were inarguably weaker than, than Essendon's of 2000 and 2001. So Buckley's ability to drag those sides to to grand final days and to achieve this, the success that they did, I, I think sort of tips the ledger in his favor um, finding this hard to split. What have you got, Kel? It is hard to split. And we, let's face it, we throw in Voss and
1: Rusciuto to the argument that's four of the all-time greats all playing at the same time. But mm. you mentioned that dragging teams up and... And that type of thing, yes, the, the quality of the 2000 side was unbelievable. It's the most dominant premiership side ever in a, in a single season. But it, would it have been that way if Heard wasn't there? It certainly wasn't in 99 when Hurd missed all bar two games. He, he wasn't there on preliminary final day. If he had have been there, there's every chance Essendon would have won that year's flag. So how can you separate what uh, he's done on a premiership level? I think you have to. I just think you have to say that, yeah, he's got two flags next to his name. He a key player in both of the premierships. The second, the first flag in '93, he kicked uh, what 36 goals out of um, you know 16 games or something like that. And then in 2000, he come back from a career threatening injury and was the missing piece on top of the the, the pie that um, Essendon had been building without him in the previous three years through injury. So what
2: ha- What about in 2001 then? When needed
1: him him probably more than 2,000 grand final. He didn't have stress fractures and injuries in his leg and played. I mean, he he got injured, mate. It's debatable whether he should have played, but I think you you, you play your captain on grand final day, whether they're fit or not. And yeah, they targeted him and they worked well. I mean, you can't base a a player's career based on
0: one game. Otherwise, Nick Riewoldt wouldn't be judged too well, would he? Hmm. I like the case of Cal um, talking about Hurd's achievements, but I also like the case of Riley talking about Buckley propping up his team in probably a lesser outfit, but I can't split them. That's where the fans need to have their say. AFL.com.au. The article is online as we speak. Get there. Have your vote, Hurd or Buckley. It's the true debate in Anzac Day week. Boys, thanks for your time. Thank you, Mitchell. Thank you, Mitch.